on that. My whole thing was is we weren't going back down to anybody. I wasn't going to make feel sorry for themselves. We're going to finish. We're going to look them in the eye. I want everybody shaking their hands and, and uh, make sure we know we respect them. But we're coming back. We ain't going nowhere. This program is working hard to be special. That ain't going to change. Come here. Come here. Welcome to the Kirkwood Sports Podcast, a special edition being released while we are on break. Uh, Matt Cohen and I doing this remotely via phone from D.C. and Indianapolis. Uh, But the reason we're doing this is breaking news out of IU football last night as Mike DeBoard has retired from his position as offensive coordinator for the Indiana University Hoosiers football squad. Uh, Obviously a big announcement. Many fans happy with it. Um, Happy because they did not see the production in the offense last year that they wanted. But now moving forward, they have to find a new offensive coordinator for the 2019 season. And one that many want to see more aggressive, want to see more passionate, want to see more points, to say the least. And that leads the search to begin immediately. Uh, Matt, uh, thanks for joining me. I know you just got back from vacation. Where were you? Uh, the beautiful, warm beaches of Aruba. Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want it. Great song. I love it. Great. It, it's 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 playing as soon as you get off the plane. No, it was not. It was not. <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. All right. Uh, Matt, kind of first things you thought when you heard the news last night. Um, You know, I think – the immediate thought was like almost a sense of, of, of relief in a way that this was a move that I think IU football needed to make. And I don't know how confident we were that it was going to happen. I, I think once it, I, I think people thought once it didn't happen immediately, there started to be some concern, but IU really hasn't at least recently hasn't made a lot of their moves in the immediate aftermath of the season as some other teams do. Um, but I think now that it finally happened, it started to give some more sense that this team kind of is understanding the direction that the program's heading or as last year where it was not heading and that they need to kind of give a kickstart and get back to, you know, maybe not Kevin Wilson per se, and because I don't think anyone wants Kevin Wilson back, but more of the offensive production of his era. Yeah, you want somebody who can bring you the points that Kevin Wilson brought. Because, like, you know, IU was losing to teams like Ohio State, Michigan, the same way they are today. It's close games, but at the end of the day, they're losing by, like, they were losing 55 to 45, so it was at least a good game. Now they're losing, what, 17 to 10? I mean, right. You, you want more production and you want that ability to score at will. And you just didn't have that last season. And there were kind of a lot of times, you know, the first thing that comes to mind for me is uh, the fourth and three when you're on the 11 and the closing Penn State. minute of, <laughs> against Penn State and you go for a fade in the end zone. Um, that was one of those decisions where I was just kind of like, ah, you know, we're the best freshman running back in the Big Ten, arguably. We're doing that. Um, but moving and, forward, I mean, I think, well, I think you just hit on a big key of it is it was the combination of the play calling, but not just what the play calls were, but given the personnel that they had and how they just didn't utilize what they had. Yeah. And I, I think you're definitely what's nice is you had, and I want to talk about this in a second, but you're, you're going to have talent next year too. You have a loaded offensive roster and it's how are you going to use that? And I think that's kind of the big question now. And now that Mike DeBoard's gone, uh, you know, 
whatever offensive coordinator is coming in, they're not going to have to recruit. The recruits are there. The talent's there. It's going to be how are you going to um, continue to help the team build and build that offense up like it was when Kevin Wilson was the head coach. Uh, and there's a lot of guys I think who can bring that. But, Matt, kind of moving on here, when you look at kind of – guys you'd like to see come in who to you comes to mind so I think there are two immediate guys that stick out to me and one's hiring from within one's hiring from outside I think my immediate thought right now is I think they're going to hire from outside the program just because they've said they're willing to spend more money on this program going forward and that's more likely going to be coming that money is going to be more likely going to someone who's from outside the program so the top candidate to me has got to be Matt Canada um, yeah. He was the head coach of Ed Maryland this past season. Did a really admirable job, given the whole situation there with the with the DJ Durkin and the and, and Jordan McNair and a, just a dismantled team and program. I mean, he got Maryland to be you know a very they didn't go to a bowl game, but they were a respectable team. And Anthony McFarland really came on in the season. They gave Ohio State a real run for their money. Um, and he's an and he's an Indiana guy. He's from New Palestine, I believe. He went to Indiana. I mean, he's you know, almost be kind of a homecoming of sorts for him. Yeah, I do like Canada. I think uh, you know you look at him as a individual, but I also think you got to look at what he did to reunite a team that was really divided. Um, and you know, I think if it's any other situation where the school and you know organization and team as a whole isn't as divided as it is. I actually think if you just have a coach who was fired or quit, I do think Matt Canada gets that job. But because right. of the division and because the president had to resign, everyone they wanted to clear house. So yeah, I do think Matt Canada is a great head coach candidate, and I just don't think anyone wants to hire him as of right now. Yeah, uh, and I. Odd, just because of his ties to Indiana, and he's been to some big programs before, and it may be kind of a good sort of a step back. I want to say because going from head coach at Maryland to offensive coordinator at Indiana is definitely a step back. I would say, yeah, um, but it's it's probably a job that's going to be available for him. Agreed, agreed. Um, all right, well, that brings up my guess. Uh, I really would love to see. Um, a guy who had a top 10 offense in college football this past year as the head coach was actually just let go. His offensive coordinator actually just left, um, but he's a head coach, and he's from Houston, uh, Major Applewhite. Um, has a lot of experience coaching at big programs like Alabama, uh, you know, Houston maybe not as big, but he was a quarterback at Texas um, and was like, you know, an MVP there in a bowl game while at playing QB at Texas. He, he uh, just really seems to know what I like about his resume is when you see he was an offensive coordinator in Alabama, even with before Nick Saban, I don't care. That's an offensive coordinator in the SEC. We, we like these small conference guys because they haven't shown potential. We can get them for cheap, but the simple truth is we're paying Mike we were paying Mike to board 500 a year. Yeah. which was the same we were paying Tom Allen, our head coach. I think you've got to bring in a guy. And I'm not saying he needs to take a pay decrease. You need to bring in a guy for that same amount of money who can bring you quadruple the result. And I think that could be Applewhite. 
That absolutely he was, should be he was averaging 47 points a game last year with Houston. Uh, just a phenomenal offense. They got blown out in their bowl game. If they don't get blown out, he keeps his job, in my opinion. But, I mean, I just think he's a good coach. I think his offensive coordinator left for a better job. Uh, elsewhere at Florida State, uh, Bryles. But you have him, and he's also an offensive-minded coach, uh, which is something IU does not have and needs. Um, and he has head coach, and you know, we talk about it a lot. Whoever takes this job will be the head coach of sorts of the offense. I know Tom yeah. Allen giving up defensive coordinator rights kind of changes that a little bit, but I mean, I still think it rings true of, you know, Tom Allen, I don't think really wants to call play calls on the offense. He will if he has to, but it's not his forte. He wants somebody who can come in and do all the coaching and really know what they're doing down the stretch and kind of be the left foot, right foot mentality. And I do think when you look at Apple White, he has head coaching experience, good guy, uh, lots of quarterback experience, and he's played against top competitions in college football. That's what you need right now if you're Indiana and you want to, you're in that win now mentality, um, moving forward. Yeah, and that's why I think guys like Canada and Applewhite's a name that I don't think has been talked about very much. Granted, he just, I mean, he recently lost his job, so I don't, his name hasn't been a very hot one in the market yet. I do think given his experience, he will become a fairly sought after guy. And I mean, I don't know. I think of something like Temple, maybe, which just opened up again. That's a whole nother situation, but, um, I mean, he could probably get a head coaching job somewhere if he wanted. But the difference between Canada and Apple White versus a guy who I like a lot in-house, Mike Hart, is that they've both been head coaches. And as you said, that's that could be a key thing as Tom Allen wants to kind of leave the offense to, you know, let the offense coordinator handle the offense, serve as the head coach of the offense, to use your words. Um, whereas Mike Hart's only been a running backs coach in his career. So that would be a major step up for him. Could he handle that? I think he could, but it's it's maybe not the exact role that Indiana's looking for. What, what scares me about the Mike Hart situation, Mike Hart's a running backs coach. I, I don't know if we need a running backs coach. I think we definitely need somebody in the passing game coordination, somebody who can throw the ball down the field because you're bringing in Tuttle, you have Ramsey, you have Pennix, you have great wide receivers and Westbrook and Hale. you got to throw the ball down the field. And you're going to have yeah. a great dual running back system next year in Samson James and um, – Excuse me, totally blanking on his name here. This is kind of embarrassing. Scott? Yeah, Stevie Scott. Excuse me. <laughs> <coughs> sorry. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I th- th- thought you meant uh, Ronnie Walker, Cole Guest. <laughs> but you know <laughs> what I mean. You have great running backs, and he's great at developing them, and that's what you want for a Samson James, sure. who is starting IU in January, which is just right. a huge opportunity for Mike Hart to just get to develop him. I think you need somebody who's outside, who has experience in this. Because like I said, you know, this is a make or break hire for Allen because this will determine if Allen's going to be there another five years or another two years. Yeah. Because if you continue to have the problems you had on offense this year, I don't think Allen can make it in Bloomington with two more five-win seasons. Yeah, if you have the same issues as you had this year, at some point you got to say to Tom Allen, like, you know, step it up or you're out of here. Yeah. And I think that's kind of what the opportunity is now with the board's retirement is you can go get a guy. You have the money, too. I mean, I believe Ryan Day at Ohio State was – I mean, I consider Ohio State and Day one of the top offensive coordinators in the country, and he was getting 850. And we have 500 to play with. Yeah. Uh, 
and I guarantee you, it, for IU, it wouldn't be hard to find a donor or somebody who would be willing to even up that a little bit to go get a top talent. Another guy I want to bring up is Tim Albin. He's the assistant head coach and offensive coordinator at Ohio University, An- another top 15 offense. And I think, you know what, you're not going to go get Alabama's offensive coordinator for Indiana. You're not going to go get you know, Oklahoma's, they're not going to leave their job for you because you're just not that program and your, your job security is that good. You could get a guy to leave in Ohio. You could get a guy to leave, uh, Houston because he's fired, but you know what I mean? Uh, because people want to coach in the big 10. And I think Albin's another guy. He's young. He's a pass game coordinator as well as an offensive coordinator. Uh, he also does work with running backs. And I think that's what you're going to have. You know, he, dabbles in every category uh, that IU can excel in, and I think that's really exciting because I think he could be a great fit for Indiana Hoosiers. And, like, I would just like to hear who do you go interview after this because there are so many options at the mid-tier programs. Like, you see what UCF is doing. Um, Hmm. Memphis, UCF, Houston, Ohio, Toledo. There are teams that – aren't in big conferences that are putting up huge numbers offensively. And I don't care if you're playing Alabama every week or you're playing Ball State every week. It's not easy putting up that many points, 50-plus in college football at any level. It's not easy at any level. Uh, So when you can do that, that means you're good at your job. And I think that's what Tom Allen needs to look for for the next offensive coordinator. Yeah, and on on our first podcast, we talked about in the event that the board was let go or in this case retired, um, that they need to look at as you know a smaller program, a non Power Five program. I think we mentioned the MAC specifically, which Ohio is in the MAC. Um, I don't know much about Ohio in all honesty, um, but I know that they were a very powerful offense this season, as you talked about. Um, I mean, I think going to some of these smaller conferences may be the route you want to take because these are guys that are ambitious looking for these bigger jobs. And Indiana, is it the biggest job? No, but it's in the Big Ten. And that has a lot of people. I mean, they're in the same division as you. You've said many times on, on the first podcast and just in general, you know, you're playing Michigan every year, Ohio State every year, Penn State every year. Those are big-time games, and you don't get those opportunities at a lot of other schools. And given the talent IU has right now, I mean, even though this team really hasn't done much, I think as an offensive coordinator, there is some attraction here given the schedule and given some of the personnel here. Well, I think, yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, what's really nice about it is – um, like I said, you know, you, that schedule is one thing, but if you're an offensive coordinator at a mid-major or even a big major who can't get out of your offensive coordinator or your quarterback's coaching role, uh, if you can prove yourself to take an IU offense to compete with that of an Ohio State, that of a Michigan, that of a Penn State, that of a Michigan State consistently on a year-to-year basis, that will get you a head coaching job. Yeah, We saw it with Kevin Wilson. Kevin Wilson was the head coach at Indiana University. Okay, let's look at the past two head coaches for IU before timeout. Bill Lynch and Kevin Wilson. Bill Lynch did not get to go to Ohio State right after he finished his coaching job at Indiana. Kevin Wilson did. Why? Because every year Kevin Wilson played Ohio State, Kevin Wilson lit Ohio State's defense up in ways no other team could. Alabama yeah. couldn't do it. Clemson couldn't do it. Nobody could do it. 
except for Kevin Wilson's offense. And that's why he's the co-offensive coordinator at Ohio State right now, and arguably one of the favorites to take over the offensive coordinator position when Ryan Day is promoted to head coach. So I, I just think, you know, it is a great job, one, because I don't think the pressure is as high as, listen, DeBoard's offense was not great, and he still had two years to work with it. Um, this isn't going to be like in Alabama where if you come in and put up 10 points a game, you're going to be gone halfway through the season um, that we see at other programs like Alabama, Auburn, USC, you know, where they're firing offensive and defensive coordinators midseason. That's not how – IU works, you know, we're going to give you a decent shot because frankly, you know, we're not a 12 win program every year. Right. Um, and there's, there's going to be somewhat of a, of a honeymoon period too, because people through the first few weeks of big 10 play, cause I'm, I, Think during non-conference play they'll be generally fine with the offense. It was fine with the board non-conference play overall. But once 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 Big Ten play starts, there's going to be some kind of a honeymoon. People are going to say, "Wow, this is like just comparing it to what last season was with the board." They're going to say, "Wow, it's so much better than what the board has." Even if it really is only marginally better, just because people will think the play calling will be better. I I just have the trust that they're going to find the guy who is just the key to unlocking all the potential in this program because the personnel is there. That was not the issue. It's the play calling and the guy manning that personnel. And if they can make the right hire here, I really do think this offense can return to the to the production that it had in the Kevin Wilson era. Yeah. Well, moving forward, Matt, you know, kind of we kind of talk about what candidates you want to see, what we want to see, what they bring. Uh, be honest with me, really quick, and you when you narrow it down to a few things, what does IU need to? What is like the number one question or requirement you think Tom Allen needs to look for in these interview processes? So I'm gonna actually cheat you a little bit here. I'm gonna give you two. Okay. Um, I think it's I think it's leadership and development ability, because as 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 we've said, Tom Allen's gonna want someone to really be in control of that offense, someone who can. You know, keep every, keep all the players in line, keep them all on the field, keep them all buying into the program and buying into this new system that they're going to have on offense. But also someone who can take the young talent that they have. I mean, the wide receiver core is aging a little bit, but the running backs core is really young and really talented. The quarterbacks for the most part are young and talented and someone who can develop those guys into guys that are really, you know, top guys in the Big Ten which they have the potential to be, um, I think that's going to be a key thing for this team, just given the given the talent, the potential that Tom Allen's starting to bring into this program. Yeah. I, I'm going to kind of go on my side of it. I know I just kind of said the opposite of this a few minutes ago, but I, if I'm Tom Allen, I want somebody who wants to be here. Uh, I want somebody who wants to be in Bloomington, who wants to be the offensive coordinator here, who wants to turn. Because I think, you know, if you talk to anyone within the IE football program, one, you'll you'll find two characteristics. One, the amount of respect every person in that program has for head coach Tom Allen. Say what you will about him as a coach, uh, as a person. I, You know what? I think when you have what's so tough about football and Division One college sports in general is getting a guy that every single person in the program can get behind. And for me and IU, that's Tom Allen. And I think Tom Allen brings that in ways that, honestly, he could win three games next year. And I would argue that he should keep his job just because the fact his players want to win for him. His players want to jump on his bandwagon. 
Tom Allen will say jump, and 100% of his players will say how high without a, ever questioning it. So I think your first guy is you're going to have to find somebody who brings that kind of energy and that kind of expectation to the table like Tom Allen does. And then you also need to go get somebody. I think the most important thing is somebody who can come work with Donovan Hale and Westbrook and really develop their games into what they can be. Because I'm going to be honest with you, Matt, they are two good-sized wide receivers with way too much speed, way too much catching ability to not be a thousand yard receivers every yeah. year. I, I mean, I it's just, with you those are two guys who I think are very similar to a Latimer or Shane Wynn. Um, and I think they have a lot of opportunity. They need to cash in on. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think falls on the board shoulders, but I do think a lot of it falls on just development. Yeah. Cause I mean, the, the, there's, there's no reason that Nick Westbrook can't be putting up some of the numbers and some of the highlight reel catches that Cindy Cobbs did. They're, I mean, they're similar size players. I, I don't see why Nick Westbrook can't become that type of a weapon for Indiana. I mean, the receiving core has got talent. And then you look at some of the slot guys like Bob Billy or Reese Taylor. It's, it's there. The personnel is there. It's just finding the right guy to unlock all of it. And you touched on yeah. that. I mean, but also I think with Tom Allen, and I think that's why it's going to be, I don't think terribly hard to find the right guy for this job is if you look at Tom Allen's recruiting classes, he just brought in the best class in school history, right? Do you mean to tell me that there aren't guys that want to work for him that are coaches too? If there are players that want to play for him because of what he brings, the leadership he brings, the kind of fire he brings, there's got to be coordinators out there too that want to be in that type of a program. I think his recruiting isn't just for the players, but he can recruit a coordinator there. Without a doubt, he can recruit a coordinator. He can recruit well, and you know what? I think, like I said, I still th- I'm, like I said, if Tom Allen goes three and nine next year, I'm still eyeing for his job. But I still think, you know, the other thing is, I don't think you can fire him based on the recruiting momentum he's been having. Yeah, I mean, like I said, the best recruiting class, like you just said, the best recruiting class in IU football history is one thing. The other thing is. It's not just guys who are coming, you know, I think you have guys going to Alabama because it's Alabama and they want to be in the NFL. These are guys who are buying into IU's program, who want to win at IU. And that's why guys are flipping from Ohio State to IU right now. They're seeing the development of running backs. And Samson James is like, oh, I want to be like the next Jordan Howard. Are, are we have very similar styles? I you can help me do that, and that's where you're seeing people go. And I think you know you bring in Tuttle, who I think will be a fantastic quarterback, a starter from day one, and top five quarterback in the Big Ten next year. Um, uh, Indiana can be dangerous. You just got to yeah. find the right offensive coordinator. And in my opinion, if you kind of get a like to board way too conservative um, at extreme points in the game, you are going to find yourself, you know, if I'm Tom Allen, I, I don't think you have a job in two years because I think yeah. it's just that's going to be on you that time. You know, you can put right. the last two years on the board. You can't put the next one. Uh, yeah. So this is a very important hire for him in the Indiana University program moving forward. Uh, Matt, closing comments before we check out of here. Just give Stevie Scott the ball, let Tunnel throw the ball, use Samson James. I mean, I'm just saying a lot of names, but that's just because that's just the personnel is there. you got to find a way to use it. 
agreed. Uh, closing comments from me. Uh, obviously, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. We'd That's a much better comment than mine. <laughs> we'd love to have those subscribers go up, and also we will be releasing more content more consistently, especially when we get back to Bloomington. Uh, for Matt Cohen in Washington, D.C., I'm Griffin Gonzalez. We'll be back later this week with a IU basketball preview versus Illinois. As they're in 2019, a brand new year. Brand new year. Uh, getting ready to turn that conference season to a start. Uh, for Matt Cohen, I'm Griffin Gonzalez. Thanks so much for listening to the Kirkwood Sports Podcast. <laughs>